Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Yeah, we're coming now. Welcome to Wrestling Daft, the Marks. It's your second helping of Wrestling Daft for the week. You know that helping when you're totally full up and you can't manage much more, but you just think, I'll have that last bit of trifle, even though you don't want it. Oh, we're definitely a trifle. I'm keen for being uh, described as a trifle, John. That's that's good. There you go. So it's myself, uh, producer John from Wrestling Daft. Uh, you're that annoying cunt who's always laughing in the background. Uh, and I'm joined on this voyage of wrestling death with my fellow Mark Avis, you just heard. A man bigger than the amount of tweets slagging Goldberg's uh, title win uh, at Super Showdown. It's Big Alex. <laughs> well, I would hopefully like to consider myself one of those tweets that was insulting Goldberg, although I didn't actually post a tweet about that. But that's beside the point. So let's, let's get straight into it then. So we've just had two massive pay-per-views there at the weekend. One was terrific, one was dog shit. What, what are you talking about? I can't imagine what you <laughs> I think I'm going to let, the, I'm gonna let the listeners guess as to which one I'm referring <sighs> right. to as which. Okay, grab yourself a beer, let's sit back and let's have a look over Super Showdown on Thursday. Come on. Oh, I mean, I personally, I didn't watch it because... As I, as I said last week, I'm kind of against watching the Saudi blood money shows. I put some time into one of them and it was just terrible. So on Thursday night, I watched Dynamite instead and I was much happier for it. Yeah, it's a better place to be. It's just... Now, if they start, you know, do the Greatest Royal Rumble thing. You know, just... Don't, it was boring. Like, it, no, it's but, a, but if you, it's basically a... Go- and originally, I had no problem with the Saudi shows, apart from the political aspect of it. No issues with the Saudi shows, as long as you just made it something stupid. It's a glorified house show. You know, we're not going to have any major effects in story. We're not going to have it any major now, title scenes. But that's it. It's suddenly become this, you know, stepping stone to another pay-per-view, and it affects story. And we have stupid things happening here. You know, fair enough. We had the was it the yeah we had the fiend take the belt off Rollins after the disaster that was the Hell in the Cell match. Yeah, and, and the last one, right? Yep. Rightly so. But they didn't. They shouldn't have. For me, they shouldn't have done that in Saudi. They shouldn't have done that in Saudi. And then, yeah, again, we have Goldberg taking on the fiend, destroying him in less than what, like nine yeah, seconds, something like that. The worst jackhammer he's ever done. And it just, it just left a sour taste. Now it went totally over with the crowd there. I don't think you can use the Saudi crowd as like a gauge of an actual and, wrestling know, crowd, though. No, exactly, exactly. You know, and that, that's nothing against the Saudi fans. It's just, it's a house show. Everyone's going to be hyped at a house show. You know, it's going to be a lot of families there. It's not proper wrestling fans, I would say. Oh, you know, I, it's I a family totally show for me. So it just, it was a. You know, the, it was a terrible show. The Undertaker coming down with the, you know, I don't know if you saw this, I, Alex. I saw that, yeah, and it... it, it he didn't even take off his jacket and his hat, and there, there's, he's, he's planting AG Styles with the choke slam. It, it makes me worry that they're not going to give that match any time on the Mania card, and we're going to have a repeat of, what was it, two years ago with the weird kind of Cena Undertaker stuff yeah, that went yeah, on, yeah. but with a lot less storyline. Yeah, I've, I've actually... We're going to do Fantasy Booking Island in my... That and The Undertaker's involved in my booking for yes. Fantasy Booking Island this week. Are you sure um, it's, is it now Proper Undertaker or Son of Undertaker? Proper Undertaker. Nah. Proper Undertaker. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, we'll see the one good... The two good things to right, come okay. from the Saudi show. Both were on Twitter. 
One was Seth Rollins posted a picture of himself curb stomping the fiend and a picture of Bill doing the really craps uh, suplex. And he was just like, <laughs> maybe I should have just tried to suplex Wow, Seth Rollins actually being funny on Twitter. Well, it was funny It was yeah, funny yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other one was uh, was Matt Riddle congratulating Goldberg <laughs> yeah, on winning a match with the, with, the, with the bro hammer. Uh, yeah, which I thought that was decent. But I mean, the whole the show as a whole was, it was pretty bad. It was probably up there as one of the worst pay-per-views I've, I've had to, the only the, the best match on the card for me was the tag team uh, New Day with Miz and Morrison. I thought it was a decent. Well, speaking of the tag decent. teams as well, is obviously I booked last week for the profits to go over on Thursday. Yeah, but they went over last night instead. Yeah, let's get we'll get. What's to the that. fucking point? We'll get to that when we do the buddy or putovers of the shows. Um, obviously, you sat up. Uh, you were doing the live tweeting from the wrestling data. Oh, don't count. tell them it was me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I put you over, buddy. Um, but you were right live tweeting watching Revolution on Saturday night as it happened. Revolution. Let's just talk through that. Revolution was fantastic from start to finish. Like I think all the AEW pay-per-view shows so far have been great. So, as well, match of the fucking year on that card. And I wish I was talking about Pack versus Cassidy. Yeah. But, uh, the Box versus Hangman and pay, Hangman and Omega was was just fantastic. It was everything a tag team main event well I say main event a tag team match should be yeah, yeah. and even the aftermath with like you had the moment when it looked like the Bucks well the elite with Kenny was about to super kick the hell out of Hangman and then you had the reverse when it looked like Hangman was about to buckshot Kenny and it was just all kinds of glorious yeah yeah no I mean it, it looks like I mean you were fancy booking last week about the you know maybe an Omega heel turn but actually looks like it might be the Bucks that, that, that turn heel on this which could be quite well again which I like the... which I like yeah I, th- I think they, they, they suit Heel, the heel persona as well, the box. I totally agree. And I'm surprised. I mean, I'm very surprised that Hangman and Omega, that this storyline has gone on as long as it has done. And you speak to any of my friends, I've been booking them to break up for weeks. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, they're doing a terrific job with it. Yeah, I think, I think you've got to applaud Just keep going, I've keep got, going. Yeah, just keep going with it because yeah. I think you've got to applaud the AEW. They've not taken the obvious route there and they're looking beyond that, you know? I agree, and I think the big... We're obviously going to get the Omega-Hangman payoff match, which I'd imagine is going to come at double or nothing now. So they've got another three months to build that storyline. I don't know if you will. They might just keep running with this. Do you think? Well, it's It'll so eventually long. happen, but I, I think they'll, they'll draw it out a bit further. And I think Because I think if they're going to turn the Bucks heel... Um, you know, that could, that could obviously further the, the tag team kind of aspect of it. And potentially... You know, mm. it could ha- the, maybe your Omega heel turn might come when the Bucks turn heel, and then yeah, you get the triple, I mean, heel, turn. Get the triple heel turn. That, that would be good. That Something be like good. that could work. And now that obviously, obviously in the main event, we had Jericho dropping the belt to John, and that was another great match. And the crowd response when Moxley won the belt was fucking terrific. Yeah. But I'm assuming, but now it means that Inner Circle have now lost that belt. So could you see potentially Inner Circle becoming a little bit more face to allow for say? a heel elite to come through and be the dominant heel faction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, talking about the elite, the MJF, uh, Cody, I mean, MJF's just brilliant, isn't he? Oh, he was great. He's just great as a heel. I saw him before the Did you know how his spray tan was on point as well? It's as if he's like, right, I'm going to be so orange for this event. It's going to be ridiculous. You know, his heel work, it's just the, I love MJF. I think he's just the best in the business. And obviously, on that, they had the amazing Orange Cassidy pack match as well. I mean, that was all, I always thought that was going to be a throwaway, but it was actually terrific. Um, I think the only mistake they made with that was maybe not having it earlier on the card, was maybe swapping around where that and the women's match was or something yeah, along yeah, those yeah. lines. Because, again, when you got to the women's match, the crowd were so flat. They did follow that tag match, which I think just took all the energy of everyone in the arena. 
but they should be. Oh, they need to do something about that women's division. Oh yeah, we'll get they we'll need, get into that. We need to care yeah, about that women's. We'll division. get into that in the barrier putovers as well because I've I've got issues with that as well. Um, but is there a more over wrestler in the business at the moment than Orange Cassidy? Oh, not at all. Like, I don't think there is. I don't think there's anyone more over in the business than Orange Cassidy at the moment. I, I think it's it's just it's just brilliant. It's just brilliant. And it's just totally different. And I know there's the the traditionalists out there that will completely bury his style and what he does, but you know, it's pro wrestling, it's about entertainment, and that guy just serves it up. No, it's terrific. It lives that gimmick so well, and just, just, I thought that match was, it was just, put a smile on my face from bell to bell, brilliant. Yeah, terrific. Absolutely brilliant. So yeah. Well, just quickly, while you're talking about the traditionalists, Mm -hmm. can I I quickly talk about another wrestling show that I watched at the weekend? Right, oh, we'll save that. We'll save that because uh, I believe you want to cut a promo on our friend and colleague, uh, Mr. Robert Fawns. Oh, you mean uh, the podfather of wrestling daft? I mean, Absolutely. don't call it a promo, Jonas. Don't give me right, anywhere okay. near that amount of credit. But... Okay, we're going to cut a promo on Rab in a minute. Uh, other stuff we're going to have on the show today. We're going to be t- looking back and burying, putting over all the stuff from the shows this week. We'll be speaking to Sports Key the Wrestling journalist as ever, Gary Casty, getting the latest from the business. And we'll be taking another trip to Fantasy Booking Island where we take a look at some of the things we'd like to see happen in wrestling at the moment. And uh, I've got the reins and I've got the boat to Fantasy Booking Island this week. I hope you brought your suntan lotion as you were looking a wee bit red last week, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've got that and I've got a rum coconut cocktail ready to go so we'll be taking a trip to Fancy Booking Island and we've got a couple of listener suggestions for that as well this week uh, and one of the greatest heels in Scottish wrestling Rudel Lightning he will be featuring on the 10 count telling all telling us all about all the favourite bits telling us all about his favourite things in wrestling uh, does Rudel have any favourite things in wrestling? he does he, he, does, he, he just does. doesn't like to admit that he exactly, does exactly but first of all we've got a new section of the show which we're going to call Cut a Promo. I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. Right, we've had a new section of the show, which we're going to call Cutting a Promo. So basically, something that's really annoying us in the world of the pro wrestling this week, we're going to cut a promo on it, and Alex is ready and raring to go. I can see him fuming over there. Right, brother, on you go. Right, Rab Florence, podcaster here, podfather here at Wrestling Daft. The fuck are you telling everyone to watch NWA Power for every week? It's no good. It's no good. Set looks like it's something out of a Ron Jeremy film. Looks like it couldn't even fucking withstand the IKEA safety test. Tim Storm's the creepy uncle who hangs around all the family weddings that you just don't want to have any time with. That national belt looked like someone's just shaved a cow and put a massive golden cowpat straight in the middle of it. Fucking Marty Skrull, yeah? Probably like Marty fucking McFly in that setting. And somebody needs to tell Nick Aldis to go and get a fucking pastel pink shirt on because that neon number's doing nobody any favours. I loved the fact that it was a Tutor bait. It sounded like a Tutor cut in a promo. Well, I started. Uh, I think I started when I said Rab. I tried to go into a bit of a Glaswegian accent. Then I, I quickly realised <laughs> I'm can't not do a Glaswegian. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went into my old Tutor accent instead. Hey, listen, that's a new feature. Tutor's cut promos. <laughs> I love that. Um, listen, you're going to have hell to pay from Mr. Rab Forns if he hears this, which he... I don't oh, think he will, unless if you get grassed up by the listeners. Um, so he, everyone on Patreon, just don't mention this to Rab ever, and we'll be fine, yeah, okay? Yeah. If he listens, he loves NWA like he loves his newborn children. 
he is that passionate about NWA, and you know, um, so you're going to have to answer. Now, you could be setting up an angle here for some sort of tag team, me and, Grado, me and you versus Grado and Rabbit. And we would lose, John. And we would lose badly, <laughs> but lose. so just rein that in a little bit, Alex, would you? I can't help it. I can't help it. I mean, I can say some positive things. Right, go. Right, so the Pope looked like a star. Right. Although, again, that's saying something if Pope looks like the biggest star on your show. But still, um, <laughs> <laughs> You're not doing oh, I forgot to mention Danny Deals in his oversized dad jacket. Oh, God. You're not doing God. yourself any favours here, Alex. <laughs> so you're, bur- you're basically cutting a promo on NWA this week. Yeah, I'm just, as I said, John, it's not for me. I think if you're going to do retro, there's two ways to do it. Doing it right or doing it naff. And for me, they're doing it naff. I think it's a generational thing. Me and Rab are of a vintage you kind of, I'm guessing, grew up on the Attitude Era. Yeah, very much so. We grew up on the old superstar, you know, Jake the Snake, Mr. There was no high spots. It was just good traditional pro wrestling. Yeah, I'm Attitude Era in like yeah. early days so TNA. I, th- I, so I, you know I think I mean? it's a demographic thing. I think it's uh, probably NWA is aimed at an older audience, and that's maybe why Rab loves it so much. Are you calling Rab old, John? No, I am not saying I'm an angle here. No, no, I'm not doing just that. Just so you to jump into my boat, yeah? So, just... Sorry, Rab. Now, everybody's got a price to pay, as a Million Dollar Man once said. Uh, so we've decided to launch our very own Patreon service because we think you should be paying us for all this wonderful content that we're giving you. Uh, just yeah, case... John doesn't work for free. He's got <laughs> know, kids to feed here, guys. Got mouse to feed. Uh, just in case you don't know what Patreon is, it's basically a subscription service. You can sign up for it, and for a small payment each month, you can get more content from Wrestling Daft. Uh, so we've set up three tiers which you can choose to get involved with, and thank you to everyone that's got involved so far. We've got a good few patrons on there who are paying for extra content, uh, and they've been able to see some brilliant stuff up there so far. So patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft is where you get all the details. Patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Uh, tier one, we've got for $4 a month, which I think is about £3 at the current exchange you rate. You need to get that exchange rate down. You need to be cycling it off, like £3.92 or whatever the yeah, cost yeah, of, yeah. I don't know, a bottle of Iron Brew. Won't cost you much. So that's four dollars a month, and you basically for that you get patron-only chat. So we'll have a bit of banter with all the patrons and stuff on there, uh, as do the other boys. And um, we get ad-free versions of all the wrestling daft episodes. You get a full unedited version of the podcast. So we basically leave in all the mistakes. It's about there. three hours long. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's going a bit, but you'll get to hear everything that goes on behind the scenes uh, between, between myself, Rab, and Grado. And you also get bonus content from the show. So sometimes the boys, like this week, uh, Grado was talking about the fact that he once prank called our truth. Um, I don't know if you heard that story, Alex, but he basically got our truth. I did. I've changed number. my answering machine ever since. Yeah, went to the answering machine. It was I'm like a bird, and then he tweeted our truth, saying, "Did you once have?" I'm like a bird is your answer for him basically our truth tip by saying, How did you know that? <laughs> uh Grado sent me the tweet, so that's up in our Patreon just now, as well as you can check out this SWA video from back in the day where you can see Grado as a young lad and Finn Balor before he was Finn Balor. It's amazing stuff. So you can get that on tier one. You also get to vote on what you want to see in our uh, List of Wrestling Daft, which we do on a what Friday. What have you got for us this week, John? List of Wrestling Daft, you can vote on this week. It was greatest debuts or it was booking decisions that really upset you off the back of gold. Is that from last Thursday, by any chance? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, it was actually debuts that actually won. So we're going to be talking about 
your favourite debuts on the list of wrestling data and hold your thoughts on that, Alex, because we'll speak about that later on. So that's in tier one. You can get all that for $4 a month. Tier two is your Intercontinental Champion, which is about $10 a month, which in the current exchange rate is actually £7.81. Mm. What could you get for £7.81 each month? I'm trying to think what's seven fifty. A pint in Glasgow. A pint in Glasgow. You'd be lucky to get two pints for that. Maybe a pint and a half in Glasgow you'd get for that. So you get everything in tier one. And as well as that, you also get a video version of the podcast each month. So you get to see Rab and Grado and all their glory. And Rab was sporting a rather handsome man bag the other day that everyone was going, what's in the man bag? It was a bit <laughs> like Round's cage. What's in the man bag? Well, you'll just have to get onto the video version and sign up to be a patron to find out what's in the man bag because he showed it to the camera. So that's uh, on tier one, uh, tier two. And also on that, you're going to get a bonus episode once a month. Tier three is the World Heavyweight Champion, which is $20 a month, uh, which is about about £15.8.61 at the current exchange rate. Oh, that's, that's some good maths, John. Thanks I mean, it's as that. if you've been down the Bureau de Change and you've been <laughs> checking out the rates. Uh, everything in the previous years, you'll get all of that. But not only that, you'll get free tickets for our live events, which we're going to announce very soon. We'll hope to get something sorted out for uh, one of the roundabout, one of the big pay-per-views or one of the ICW shows. We're hoping to do something live podcast recording. So you'll get free tickets for that. And you'll also get a free Wrestling Daft t-shirt, a design of your choice. You have to have signed up for a minimum of three months to get that, however. And you can get a design of your choice and you get everything that we spoke about before. So become a Wrestling Daft patron. We'd love it if you get involved. www.patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft. Get involved and we'd love to welcome you to our family. So every week we're going to look back at the big wrestling shows from the week and basically bury or put over all the good things and bad things from them. And this week as well, Alex, I'll let you give me the best match on the show as well, if that's okay with you. Oh, I can do. I can do indeed. So I, um, last week I had NXT. I passed the baton over to you for this week. What happened on NXT? What's Buddy I put over? What's going on? Oh, well, the big ones to put over is our man from WWE UK, Big Volta. And I will shout to anyone who calls him Walter. Uh, had Imperium come out and attack Finn Balor, potentially setting up a new feud between the two of them, which I think really, really exciting. That is good. Is that, mm. Do you think they'll do that at TakeOver Dublin and get the big hero pop for Balor, or do you think they'll save that I for think, Tampa? I don't think they need him on that show because they've got Devlin now and Devlin's the Cruiserweight champion, so yeah. I think they have like the Devlin homecoming, and I think throwing Balor into that will take away from Devlin. And secondly, you'd assume that they would do it on the UK show if they were going to set it up. As if I was an NXT right, okay, fan, and you yeah. set up a you set up a, a feud on NXT, and then it paid off in NXT UK. I think I'd be slightly annoyed. Right. But okay. Then again, that yeah, could be yeah, them I'm getting people to watch the show, really, couldn't it? Sure, so. sure, sure. So I'll be interested to see where that goes. So the other one's a bit more, slightly more questionable. And at the beginning of the night, you had Dijakovic essentially getting his number one contendership for the North American title, which I was surprised at and thought it was a bit of a waste. But then you have got a big old Punishment Rodriguez. Martinez, why do I always call him Punishment Rodriguez? (laughs) Uh, Punishment Martinez came out and looked like he laid out Dijakovic at the end. So it kind of puts the Dijakovic-Keith Lee feud on ice, but kind of gives Dijakovic that in back into the feud later on. And what's Punishment Martinez's NXT name? Damien Priest. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I will never refer to him as Damien (laughs) Priest on the first ask, right? Because it's a silly name and he doesn't suit it. So in terms of burying, right, I mean... I'm kind of between a few things, but I think the big ones has got to be some booking decisions they made. Right, go for it. First one, big demo, Killian Dane. I think he's been 
wasted in his time in NXT, to be honest. And yeah, he won a match this week, but it doesn't feel like he's doing anything. It doesn't feel like he's got mm. any direction. And he's he's the type of guy they love. He's there, he, was a, he was a while he was up there kind of challenging as well. We, you know, when Balor came, he got in yeah. a program with Balor when he first came back, didn't he? And they looked like they were trying to give him some personality and all that jazz. And I mean, I saw him wearing a tool shirt one week. So yeah, 10 points to demo <laughs> for that. Um, but yeah, it just... It's it's a real waste of a good of a good star, if that makes sense. There's a lot they could do with him. Mm-hmm. I think he'd have some quality matches with a lot of the smaller guys on the NXT roster. Mm-hmm. Put him in against like Gargano and stuff. You could have some terrific matchups, you know? Yeah, a lot yeah, of David yeah. Goliath stuff, but it just seems a waste. And the same thing can be said for my second bury, which is gonna be kind of what they've been doing with Austin Theory. Like I didn't particularly like what they did with him last week and have Champa come out and interrupt him. And this week, yeah, he looked good in the ring, but <sighs> I just don't see why they've put him against Champa immediately. I think it's really lowered his stock after, like, he's not someone I knew much about on the indies, but I've heard a lot of people talk about him. Yeah. And I'm not seeing it yet because I don't think they've booked him in the right position so far. Right, okay. Okay, and match of the week from uh, NXT, would you say? Has to be Shar versus Bianca. Really, doesn't really it? yeah. But uh, this was my other thing that I was potentially going to bury, was people complaining about that match because they said it wasn't as good as they were expecting. As far as I'm aware, this is the first time those two worked together and stuff. And it was like an NXT Wednesday night show. So you don't want to have an absolute barn burner. So it'll take some time, you know. People don't click automatically. Fair play, fair play. Well, I got AEW this week. Um, Really, it was the go-home show before Revolution, obviously. So feels a bit weird we're now going back in time and talking about Revolution. Sorry about Dynamite after we've talked about Revolution. I know, but it it was a great... Another great episode of Dynamite. Really, really, they they're knocking it out of the park, and you can see why they're they're starting to get into the storylines and they're starting to yeah. get better with the storylines. Um, we'll start off with the putovers. Um, Diamond Man match to kick off uh, the half hour between Pack and Omega. Great shout putting it on first. Just as well. that that's what I like. I thought it was a great way. You know, you usually put that on last. You know, but I just thought what a, a good way to start a show. Just no nonsense. Let's get into it, and it was a brilliant match. You know. Pack and Omega to the best. Yeah, it was always so good. Just, just really, really good. And I do, I do like that book and trope that they have an Iron Man match, matches quite a lot, where someone like gets disqualified semi on purpose to use the weapon, then immediately yeah. gets the fall back. I, I like that shtick. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I also might put on, over. These are two guys that you know. The proverbial blue chippers, as every commentator always <laughs> describes any young wrestler coming up. The blue chippers. <laughs> yeah, just um, Jim mainly. Uh, Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy Jack Perry as uh, Jim Ross always refers to him as um, and Sammy Guevara um, oh yeah Sammy's been great yeah I, I think they're both both phenomenal and but can thing. you put both of them over I mean they were in the same match I guess yeah yeah, they were they were in the same match but I think just the future of AEW you know I, I think you're going to see Darby Allen coming up the card very quickly but these two you know I, I would imagine at some point WWE will be very Mostly oh. looking at the contracts of those two uh, to try and lure them over because I think they're real. They've got real potential, real promise. I was quite worried originally about Sammy getting lost in the inner circle shuffle, but I think he's been a standout. He's been great. I think he's taken he's the rub really well. Yeah, ab- absolutely, really, really good. Um, the before, one thing I would before, say about Jungle Boy is I just like a bit more of the gimmick. Yeah, because bit since, more of the backstory, bit more of all that. I don't know where he comes from. I don't know why he's doing that. I think just a wee bit more of that. I think this is the problem of Jr. calling him. Jack Perry every yeah. week is he's taken away from the Jungle Boy gimmick. Mm-hmm. But bonus, uh, bonus Jurassic Express question: 
do you think Luchasaurus can have both Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt on his shoulders for their entrance? <laughs> and if so, why haven't they been doing they that? They should try that. Yeah, they exactly. Because that. like Marco Stunt weighs nothing. You know, know what I mean? I know. Like, just just plop him on top of Jungle Boy, and that'll be terrific. And talking about Marco Stunt, I'm moving on to my buddies now. Marco Stunt, fair play to him, little guy, running about, does has an amazing move set. All I, that I don't, sort does it of count stuff. as a move set when you're being used as a weapon? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, does that count? I like it in respects, but I just, from a pro wrestling, it's just, you want a bit of believability. You want yeah. a bit of that. And I can see kids obviously looking up to Marco Stunt and all that, but for me, it just needs to, it's just, as good as he is, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I agree. I don't know where he came from. Like, I've never yeah. actually sat and wiki him and tried to figure out what his progression no, to AEW was. And fair play to the wee man. I mean, he does a great job, but I just don't think it's believable enough. I agree. And so I'm, I'm kind of burying Marco Stunt a wee bit, which I feel really bad on doing <laughs> because he is a great performer, but I just, for, he shouldn't be in, in the ring. He should. I think when they or, use... or be used as much in the ring. Well, I, I did like what was it, the first match he was in when Luchasaurus got injured originally and it was them versus the Luchas. Right, yeah, yeah. And I really liked the way Penta was like just essentially having no time for him and he got a couple of little comeback spots. I thought that was really well booked, but yeah. you can't book that every match he's in. No, no, absolutely not. And the other thing is just the, the women's um, division on AEW at the moment. They had a four-way, it was... Big Swole, Hikaru, Shida, Shana and Yuka Zakazaki. Close enough. Yeah, almost there, almost there. But it was just, and this is the problem with the women's division. It's like they both, every woman kind of flips flops between opponents. There's no, there's no building story there. It's just they kind of flip flop, and it's really half-hearted rivalry. Yeah, there's just, there's and nothing to get. There's into. nothing to get your teeth teeth round in, into that into that division. So I think they've got a real problem there. I think, however. Big Swole could be a big star for them. Oh, I'd agree, yeah. I think she looks really good. Um, it's her name. Her name. Just put her name over a thousand. Like. But, yeah, yeah. Just no woman has had this cons con consistent booking, if you know what I mean, apart from maybe Rio. Baker to a certain Baker degree. A certain but extent. since they've done the heel turn, I kind of feel that she's got less direction now yeah, she's done the heel turn. Yeah, I would say that. So I think there does need to be a real look at the women's division in AEW. Turn them all heel. Turn them all heel. <laughs> And then let's move on to Friday Night Smackdown. You lost the, the toss of the coin for this one, Alex. And I was very unhappy about it. Very unhappy about it. What did you think? What are you put, uh, putting over for, first of all? Some of the wrestling was all right, actually. Some of the wrestling, Some of the wrestling <laughs> was all right. Surprise, it was all right. Well, I'm going to put over um, an old favourite of mine, someone who I think hasn't been booked particularly well since he changed companies, a uh, certain Mr. Bobby Roode. I thought he, I thought he had a great match. In, a, in that tag match, and he just looked terrific, and he looked like the old Bobby Roode we all remember from TNA. Yeah. So, I mean, it obviously says something about how good the show was if my first put-over said Bobby Roode, but <laughs> what can you say? And my second put-over, it has to be the return of Big Match, John. I mean, I'm not 100% stoked about the Fiend pointing at the WrestleMania sign, Yeah. but... SmackDown did need a little bit of added star power, and having John back to me is is a positive. Did thing. you think it was kind of built up as a, it was almost like a retirement speech, wasn't it? The way it was kind of going until he's he went doing, back up the ramp. He's been doing that a little bit recently because I think we're going to get a big scene of retirement match in the next couple of years. They might even do it against Rock if they can get Rock back in a ring. But you know, what I mean, you've got to kind of eke the idea that Cena's now this older guy. He's fallible now. He cares less. Do you know what I mean? It's 
Yeah. You've got to take away from the Superman gimmick because he can't do it anymore now he's not there every week. The Fiend's got to go over him at WrestleMania. Oh, the Fiend yeah. has to go over him. Like, it's, yeah. There's no point in After the this. Goldberg mess. But at the same time, this is the thing, though. Like, Once you've booked... It's it's that classic age old booking conundrum, isn't it? That they've now booked him to look so weak against Goldberg, having him strong against Cena just completely doesn't make sense. But it's a very WWE booking decision to just ignore something that happened and just make it go away and revert back. To I, I think work. Cena's the kind of guy that will actually want to put. Oh, Fino totally, yeah, yeah. As well, so. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's got to happen, surely. I think as well, Fina, Fina, uh, Cena owes Bray from, you remember, like, what, like, just after Bray debuted and you had, like, Cena went over him a load. That was when there was that cage match with the small child singing, he's got the whole world, world yeah, in his hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think Cena owes Bray. He owes him a put over. Fair enough. And what are you burying from SmackDown? Is there a lot to choose from? There's a lot to choose from, right. yeah. Okay. So, so, first of all, deleting the Elimination Chamber main event and just giving the title shot to Roman Reigns what the hell is that about? yeah that is that was weird like it does why like I like chamber matches I think it's it's a good concept good on you Eric and I just I get that they don't want to have three chamber matches on the card but I, I just it just befuddles me that poor Drew has to go through a 30 man Royal Rumble and Reigns just doesn't have to do shit and just gets given a title match at Mania and yeah just stupid to me. But the big bonus is that the Lucha House Party now are in the Elimination Chamber. Yeah! Woo! Yeah, because what are the Chamber matches we have now? Is this it's a the tag? Ta- it's a tag. Uh, there's the women's uh, Raw match. Uh, for yeah, that's the face Becky, isn't also it? Also known as the Shayna Baszler's going to win yeah, match. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, there's a strange one as well, and we'll talk about this later on. It's Lacey Evans apparently is teased that there's going to be a, a SmackDown women's Elimination Chamber match. Yeah, it was weird. I didn't really know what was going on but with that. But that's not been confirmed yet. At time of recording on Tuesday, this has not been confirmed that this is going to happen. Well, it seems, so they, don't, three matches. It seems they don't know what they want to do. So, yeah. I mean, this is actually going to kind of put me back onto the second thing I'm going to buy, right. which was the return of the pointless return of Sasha Banks to no fanfare and not doing anything because they don't seem to know what they're doing in that SmackDown women's division at the moment. It seems as though they're kind of waiting out for... Bailey, Bailey versus Lacey, but then they've got Sasha back in the mix, and it mm. just doesn't really make sense. There's not enough time to build Sasha versus Bailey for yeah, WrestleMania now, is there? I, I think it would be a waste because you've got you're what, three weeks, four weeks out, yeah, and she's just retired. No, I, I think yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with Sasha at WrestleMania then. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing I've got to say quickly while we're on this: what the fuck's happened? The female tag team titles, like if you yeah. think about it, this time last year, they were defended in the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, then at like WrestleMania and that stuff then since Oscar and Kyrie have taken the titles, they don't really get mentioned anymore. It's as if it's just Oscar and Kyrie's bits of jewellery they now carry around. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah, and what, what was the match of the night? Oof. 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 I don't even really have... Ah, yeah, the tag match with Bobby and Six. Yeah, right, the tag. go for that then. Go for that. Right, um, I, Raw was on last night, and I managed to catch up on a wee bit of it uh, today while we were watching it, and it was, looked like another really good addition to Raw... You know, uh, we've I been saw on a bit of a roll recently with it. I saw the bits with Drew, but I'll, I'll let you. I'll yeah, let you well, talk I think I immediately, immediately got to go over that. We've got to put over um, not just Drew, but we've got to put over. I think Brock Lesnar. Now, the segment happened whereby Heyman came out and cut a promo, a very good promo. It almost sounded like he was scared of Drew. That Brock was scared of Drew. He was putting over Brock, putting down Drew. And it was I get this feeling that Brock was was scared of of Drew. Brock comes, to, you know, Drew comes down to the right. Brock retreats, but then comes back in. 
boo, bang, Claymore, boom, out the ring, happy days. Walks back and then it cuts to Brock going back up the ramp. Then he comes out of the side of the stage, bang on the stage, two Claymores, boom. Yes! Listen, great. I can't believe how strong they're booking Drew at the moment. If he doesn't go over at Mania, there will be a riot in Scotland. Did you, um, did you see the, the gif with Brock as well that went up? So there's a great bit when Drew hits that second Claymore and you just see Brock on the floor and he looks at him and he just shouts, pick up the title. And Drew could just get or, just, and he just goes and picks it up. It's like someone put it up on Twitter. It's really obvious yeah, yeah, to yeah. see. Brock, it just it proves that Brock still is a fucking wrestler. Yeah, Brock selling. I have to say that's what I would like to put over. The, the, his selling was brilliant on the Claymore. I've not seen. You know, he sold Goldberg's spear really well. Yeah, uh, the Claymore kick. He sold really, really well. So putting over Brock and Drew. Um, you know what? Obviously, in the run up, Brock's going to get his own back. Yeah. We know that's going to happen, but that's how it should happen. And that's how the booking will work out. And as long as Drew goes over at Mania, we're all very happy. Uh, the other thing I'm going to put over is the Street Profits winning the tag Yay! titles. Because if I didn't put that over, you'd be the boy Monty. Honored. Yeah, Street Profits winning the tag titles on Raw. You know, I can understand why they've got the. It's just like Buddy and Seth were into them trying. It means Seth and go away. You mean Passy Champions, yeah, John? Passy Champions. That's, 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 that's what we call exactly. them this fucking So podcast. they're the Passy Champions. They've got onto the Street Profits now. It means. I, I didn't like how Kevin Owens was interfered in the match. I would like to see them win a bit cleaner. But hey ho. It does make sense with it the booking and the way they've been doing so it. Kevin Owens and, and was Seth it not, Owens. Was, was it not when the authors of pain were distracting the referee? So yeah. it kind of made, it was one of yeah. those kind of it like was, was, flippy fucky spots, which yeah. I quite like. Yeah, but there you go. Street Profits, tag belts on them. It'll be great. And I hope they keep them on for a long time. It'll be interesting to see who they fight at WrestleMania. Mm, that's true. Yeah, like none I'll of the I'll be tags. AOP. I'll be AOP. I'm it kind of has to be, doesn't it? Has it has to be. It'll and then Buddy will come out like at Rollins as like manager for when he fights Kevin or something like that. That's, that's how it'll play out but no great to see Street Profits uh, Burying oh god after weeks and months and months of this finally we got to find out what was in Rowan's cage in a backstage segment with No Way Jose yes everybody did he have his conga months of build and a conga party and obviously WWE have booked themselves into a corner didn't know what the fuck was in the cage so what was in the cage a toy spider a toy spider. Was it even a good toy spider? <laughs> no, it was a really bad looking fake toy spider which moved about. It was it was just so shit. Just, I'll admit I didn't see that this morning, awful, so that's just, just picturing awful. that's horrific. I had this brilliant vision of like Rowan being booked it was a snake inside, Rowan being booked as a kind of next Jake the Snake, bringing back that gimmick, you know, and having like like a snake Jake the Snake style gimmick with Rowan in control of it. I thought that would have been great, but oh no. It was a toy spider because WWE couldn't think what the fuck we could put on the cage. They could do other stupid things like fucking have a head in it, like a fucking severed like head like Al Snow or something. Or, or take like... Hornswoggle, they could have put they Hornswoggle, put, Hornswoggle on the that's cage. That's the perfect use for him as well. That's God the one time it would have been the perfect surprise. Yeah. So <sighs> yeah, burying that. And I'm also burying... Oh, again, I just... Why? Why? Ricochet fighting for the 24-7 title against Riddick Moss in a ring, and Riddick Moss went over Ricochet. I, they've killed Ricochet in a week. They've oh killed him. Oh, my they've God. Li- I'd say in a year they've killed him. Like, coming How up from... Oh. Such a brilliant, brilliant in NXT for the brief time he was in. Hot-footed up into the, the main roster, and then they've just fucking killed his career. Arguably one in of the week. best wrestlers in, in the world. That's in the worst week. thing. 
So, Jesus Christ, what are you doing with Ricochet? What the fuck is up with the toy spider in the cage? Match of the night, carries in versus Shayna Baszler. Brilliant. Mm. Really, How much really time good. did they give that on the main card out of interest? Good. They gave it, a, gave it a fair wee whack, and it was good to see, um, you know, Zayn back to just being good, because they, they worked obviously so well scared yeah, in NXT. Yeah, they've got a lot so, of history. And the, I guess an extra buddy for me is... Oscar was advertised to wrestle that match, but they obviously realised, oh, we really should save that match for for, for another time. <laughs> uh, and then they put they put Zayn in, but that that was really really good. And I haven't even mentioned RKO uh, the RKO on Beth Phoenix. Whoa, oh, the RKO! Whoa, on Beth <laughs> that was good. Uh, so yeah, that that's the I guess the the buddy or putovers from uh, this week. If we also didn't have a chance to bury Cody's tat. So quickly at God, the end, damn, Bury Cody's buddy, tat buddy, because tat. technically it didn't happen on Dynamite. I'm pretty sure that's going to get buried on the main show with Rabbit and Grado come this Friday. If you want to get your buddy or put overs into the boys, you can do that at Wrestling Daft on Twitter, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, and just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. Get your buddy or put overs in for this week. Now let's get into the business and get into the news side of it. A man who is quicker to a wrestling story than notices to the call of Mandy saying his name. <laughs> Let's welcome to the show Sports Kida's Gary Cassidy. Hello, how's it going? These intros are getting worse and worse, aren't they, man? Oh, you've got to keep going though, John. It's becoming a thing. <laughs> no, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. That's, that's definitely not the worst I've had. Uh, so, Gary, um, there are slight fears that WrestleMania might not happen this year. I um, or the backlash for the Eric Rowan spider is causing people to, uh, <laughs> to believe that WrestleMania should be cancelled. No, um, yeah, start off with the serious stuff, uh, obviously. Everybody's been watching the news. They come to a wrestling podcast to get away from it and still can't. Coronavirus seemingly putting a wee bit of a, a, a element of doubt into WrestleMania. Um, this is one of the things that, again, nobody can really put any kind of detailed explanation into because it's unforeseen circumstances. But at least there's now a, a kind of bit of a statement from WWE on the matter or not least for Stephanie McMahon, um, who is obviously somebody that's more in the know than any journalist ever will be regarding this. Um, so when asked about it, um, she said that the kind of generic statement you'd expect anybody to say that the health and safety, not only our fan base, but the superstars does come first. Don't put anybody in a bad situation, um, and regardless of the circumstance, pretty much, and um, there's risks that aren't worth taking. It's kind of, it's an odd one because... You know, like this all came about because there was a couple of cases somewhere in the vicinity of where the venue is going to be. One was a 20 minute drive away, one was a 50 minute drive away. But again, as you can see both sides there, that's for people that have travelled to countries that are affected. But WrestleMania, of course, people are going to be travelling to countries yeah. affected. So it's, it's the kind of thing we need to just wait and see. But annoyingly, we can't just escape the world of coronavirus. Uh, we're wrestling now. We need to have that involved as well. So well, I guess we'll just we, need to see where it goes. See if we take advice from a certain uh, Hall of Famer. Apparently, if we wait until April, it's all going to heat up and it's all going to fuck off anyway. So WrestleMania should be fine. <laughs> Who said that? Uh, a certain, a certain uh, Mr. We're Donald we're Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, I tell you what, it'd be so such a Scotland thing that the chance of someone the Scottish wrestler becoming the first Scots and become the WWE heavyweight champion doesn't get it because of the bloody coronavirus. That is a typical <sighs> Scottish thing to happen. It's all right. He'll win it on a house show uh, in Saudi Arabia <laughs> the week after. It's fine. <laughs> but, well, fingers crossed. I, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. Something that definitely looks like it is happening 
is Matt Hardy turning up in AEW? Aye, so obviously this is one that's been kind of rumoured for a long time and I think we actually spoke last week about the, the offer that was on the table for WWE. Apparently the, the finances were all were all really good um, but it was the creative side that Matt Hardy wasn't a massive fan of. Um, getting into the twilight of his career wants to be featured a lot more. It then emerged that he'd been offered a deal to be part of NXT and have a backstage role. Nothing came yet, and um, as of this week, Matt Hardy is no longer contracted to WWE. They put out a, a really nice statement, I thought. They actually were calling him a trailblazer, wished him uh, all the best in his future endeavours, um, which obviously they've done the same way. People were people were saying to me, oh, this is unusual that they're doing this with someone who um, whose contract's ended. It's no, they've done it last year with Dean Ambrose um, or John Moxley now. Exact same scenario. Um, maybe we're a wee bit um, nicer understatement to Matt Hardy, but... Exact same scenario. Obviously, the big rumour is that he'll go to AEW. A wee kind of bit to that before we go into why that's a main rumour. Ryan Satin is saying that apparently it's not a complete done deal yet, and apparently WWE still have that wee glimmer of hope that he might return. Um, just because he's out of contract doesn't mean he couldn't come back in. And then it might be that big swell that everybody thought Dean Ambrose was. But that's that's obviously seeming a bit less likely when you take into account the AEW rumour and, and how that's going. I mentioned last week about the 301 thing. Um, they've kind of stopped doing that. Uh, they put out a, um, the exalted one as near that didn't happen at 3.01am. Uh, but obviously the contract's ended now, so that, that gimmick might be out the window. The main thing is um, being the elite. Obviously that isn't AEW television, but with so many of the same talents being involved, it is kind of canon to the AEW like, television stuff. You can always take a wee bit of a, wee bit of a hint for it. Um, this week, the Young Bucks received a call from an old friend in North Carolina. Obviously, that's where uh, Matt Hardy's from. They've got a lot of history with Matt Hardy, particularly the broken Matt Hardy character um, back for Impact and then their time in Ring of Honor all around the, the scene that was out with WWE back before AEW was a thing. So it is the kind of thing that you can probably take a pretty strong hint for that that we'll see Matt Hardy in AEW pretty soon. There, there was a wee kind of hint to that that would lead us to believe that we're not going to find out anything until at least the next episode of either AEW Dynamite or being the elite. The, the, the caller essentially said to Matt Jackson to fly out and meet with him as soon as possible. Um, Fightful actually reached out to, to Matt Hardy over the last day to ask about the speculation. Again, as you'd expect to Matt Hardy, he just said anything that happens in is purely speculation and he's yet to make his mind up. Don't know how accurate that is, but I guess with AEW happening pretty soon, I guess we'll see if it shows up. Well, I hope it does happen because Gradle's really good pals with Matt Hardy and I've already been um, texting him saying, get Matt on the show! <laughs> get Matt on the show! Let's do the exclusive with Matt! So fingers crossed we'll get him on this show because if he goes back to WWE you've got no <laughs> chance if he goes to AEW we've maybe got a chance of getting him on the show but this is the thing I think if they are going if he is going to turn up as the exalted one or maybe he's not but if he's going to turn up on Dynamite I don't think he's going to turn up this week I no, think they're going to save it out so. I think they'll eat it out you so. might even yeah, see yeah. Matt going a little bit quiet I reckon we'll get maybe a Brody Lee or we'll get a Lance Hoyt in first the people we know mind you we don't know that is Brody Lee official? no no? no, no oh. not yet not yet very well, strongly rumoured but apparently his um no compete ends. I think it's the 14th of March. I'm no certain about that, that day, but bell, it's somewhere yeah. in the teens of March. And there's a, a weird coincidence that it's either that week or the week after AEW Dynamite is in his hometown. Um, one person, however, who has ended up at AEW is Coke Cabana. 
I, you were just mentioning there about Ga- uh, Grado's friends. Uh, yeah. Matt Hardy being one. Colt Cabana, obviously, another one of Grado's friends and old tag team partners. Um, so, I, this one I thought came weirdly out of the blue. Did not expect to see Colt Cabana in AEW at all. He's kind of, I wouldn't say he's been winding down his like, in ring stuff because he has been still been doing a lot of stuff. But obviously, with the, the podcast that he had, everything seemed like it was more geared towards him and maybe not being in a, a major company ever again, just doing his own thing. But I guess if you're going to be in a major company and be able to do your own thing, AEW is probably the place to be and the place to do it. Uh, appeared on Saturday night at Revolution. Again, this is the kind of thing that everybody sees it. AEW is one of the only companies that you'll be like, was that a one-off as they signed? They came out afterwards and said that he has been signed to the promotion. Tony Khan delivered that news personally. So, See, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go on that commentary desk. True, true. I did message, uh, when I did see this news, I did text Grado and I said, get a word in with Cabana. <laughs> <laughs> so you know Cabana, I did your podcast, go and come uh, to mine. Exactly. He, said, he texted me back going, ha ha, I wish. <laughs> so um, we'll wait and see if Grado turns up in AEW anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Iron, get the, 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 Iron Jew, man. Iron Jew, get them back I mean, together. Iron Jew versus Omega Hangman, I'm up for that. I, I'd love to see Grado versus the Bucks. That would be a thing of beauty. Get Lucha Bros involved as well. If you get him, in before, uh, get him in before April, and we might have the first ever Scottish AEW world champion before the first ever Scottish WWE <laughs> champion. So you never know. Someone tweet that to Cody immediately. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, thank you as ever, and I believe you're going to come into the studio and become the third man next week. I will uh, be in next week and hopefully not be covered on SmackDown as you've already threatened me with, but I hopefully be <laughs> Oh, you've got to be nice to him this first week. Part of, <laughs> part of right, well, listen, we'll, we'll see you uh, on live in the studio next week, Gary. Excellent. Thank you, guys. Cheers, Gary. So we're all wrestling fans, aren't we? We no. all no. <laughs> That's why we're listening to this podcast. <laughs> we're here to get our updates about the coronavirus, John. Uh, we love wrestling merch, don't we? We all love a t-shirt. I'm wearing at the moment. I'm wearing my Nakamura Strong Style t-shirt. Ooh. That's because my wrestling daft t-shirts are in the wash because I've got all of the range that we have. <laughs> you can get. You should have enough to wear every day, then. Yeah, I've got actually. We've got enough t-shirts in our um, range now that you could wear one each day of the week. So you can start off on a Monday with your wrestling daft. Just the logo, you could have that. And it comes in a polo shirt form as well. So you could have that and wear that to work. On Tuesday, you're just thinking, oh, I quite fancy. I'm going to take a bump for you. And you could have your I'm going to take a bump for you um, t-shirt, which is an ode to the Honky Tonk Man. Uh, then on Wednesday, when you've got Dynamite on the TV, you can wear your I'm a Mark, Mark shirt and mark out heavily. Yeah, because it's the Wednesday Night Wars and you have an I'm a Mark t-shirt, which looks really, really cool. And if your name's Mark, it's even better. And then on the Thursday, when you're hangover, wear your crud t-shirt to symbolise how hungover you are from the night before. Exactly. And then on Friday, you wander in, it's the weekend, and you can be sporting your chips, cheese and Donner meat t-shirt. There you go. One for every day of the week. And you can get them at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft now. They're really good. They're, they're really, really good. Really, really smart. They're really good quality. I've worn them out uh, to wrestling shows. People are like, what's that cool t-shirt? And I'm just like, hey, do you listen to wrestling daft? Um, <laughs> so you can be like Jen or Stephen Blair, who was uh, sent us in a picture of sporting a chips, cheese and donor meat uh, t-shirt while he was at the gym. Oh, I did see that. Yep, sponsored so this gym session sponsored by Wrestling Daft. Thank you, Stephen, for getting involved. And you can do that as well by getting on the shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. And we'll have free shipping from the 4th of March. 
Welcome once again to Fantasy Booking Island. It's an island where anything goes in the world of wrestling. You get to say what you want. You come to the island, you come over on the boat, and you say, I don't want to see Goldberg winning the title. No, I don't want to see that. And that's the response you get from the parrots on the island. Exactly. <laughs> then you get to book what you want. So it can be any current storyline, and we get to book it how we like. So grab yourself a rum, serve them one of those coconuts with a straw. You've forgotten the word pina colada since last week. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've mixed it up this week, so we're going for a rum and coconut this week. And That's you can... what a pina colada is, though, John. Is it? It's a rum, coconut, and pineapple juice. All oh, right, well, there's no pineapple juice. It's just rum and a coconut, okay? Okay, cool. Right, okay. Sit back. Enjoy that, Alex. And I've got some fancy booking for you this week. Now, I had some sort of concocted scenario. You can see my notes here. See that scroll there? That's a lot of notes. That was based on um, last week before Goldberg won the title, and I had this whole scenario about the Fiend and Reigns. I, I was basically booking WWE up to SummerSlam in the World Heavyweight Championship, but I've scrapped all that because... They don't have a World Heavyweight Championship well, in WWE. <laughs> Stop being a mark. You know what I mean. Anyway, I scrapped all that, so that's gone because of fucking stupid WWE and the fucking stupid booking... That match between Reigns and Goldberg were going to get booed out It was out too of good. It was too good, John. You'd have gotten them too many subscribers to the network. They couldn't handle the it. The stadium. whole thing would have crashed. Exactly. They could have come to me and I would have sorted that. Anyway, so we're forgetting that. They can just go and screw it all up themselves. I'm going to concentrate on Undertaker's return to WrestleMania. That's quite simple. I think you need to pause and let a gong just go in at the beginning of that. There it is. Now, it's quite simple here, right? We all know what it looks like after Saudi Arabia. Undertaker came down. Didn't even take off his jacket or his hat. Chokeslammed AJ. Job done. Took out the OC. I don't think Undertaker AJ is going to be any good at WrestleMania. Kind of have to agree with you. Undertaker's not been at it for a wee while. However, however, what if you were to team up The Undertaker with Alistair Black... <laughs> against the AG Styles and the OC. So here's how we're going to get to there. So all starts at Elimination Chamber this weekend. It's a no DQ match between AG Styles and uh, Alistair Black, which has just been announced. There is a no DQ. Now, I think, and I think I might be on to a winner here. I think I might be right at this. No DQ match, Alistair Black, you know, goes over I think he's got to go over on AJ yeah I think yeah. I he think goes over on AJ he right? needs to win more in the first match yeah he goes over on AJ right so he wins the match black mass just you know what the, the OC come down destroy Alistair Black absolutely leave him then suddenly gong Undertaker comes down clears the ring Alistair Black Taker standing tall so there you go. The build starts. Got Do they have a wee handshake in the ring? A wee moment? A wee moment of respect? I kind of, a look of acknowledgement. And then we have the build to WrestleMania. I think constantly, because let's face it, Undertaker's not going to be there every week. Yeah, you don't he's want him there be, every week. Right. You don't want him there though. every week. So we have a lot of maybe vignettes and stuff going on between. And then, you know, before WrestleMania, they need a third man to take on because it's all set up for Black and The Undertaker versus AJ and the OC, but they need a third man. And then what happens? Here's 
Here comes Big Glenn, Kane, the Brothers of Destruction are reunited with Alistair Black versus AJ and the OC. It gives AJ versus the Taker, they'll have their spot in the match. It means that Alistair Black can carry the match for Taker and Kane. You get to see Taker and Kane reunited for one final time at WrestleMania last time. And it gives you a decent match on the card, and it gets something it gives done you with the AJ Black rub and as well. the OC, and it gives Alistair Black the rub, oh, from the Undertaker and Kane. I thank you. I thank you. Book it. Are you Book booking it? it? I'm Are booking that. Are you booking it on on one condition? Right at WrestleMania, because I know you said you hated this last week. Both Black and Undertaker, one on each side of the ring, do a dual coffin entrance. Oh, that's cool. Because I think that would be the one situation it would work. But then could uh, Black come out to the Undertaker? You want Undertaker come down to nah, his true. entrance on his well, own. They could both you? go, or Black could go up first, then wander down, and then Taker could come up at the other side afterwards, or something. I don't know. Right, and Kane fine. could appear from. Nah, I'm going too far. Fine, fine. <laughs> right, well, listen, I'm glad you booked that. I'm I like glad that. You booked, I like that like a that. lot. There I think, we go. I think, I think that might happen, though. I don't think Kane will be involved, but I think actually. I think it'll be a handicap match, and I think it'll be AJ and the OC against Taker and Black. I seriously think... I, that makes I, so much sense. I don't think uh, Undertaker can go with AJ in a full match. I, I agree, and I, I think AJ can make him look reasonable, but I don't think it's going to be particularly no. good, and it gives Black a spot on the card, and everyone's always made those comparisons to Black and Undertaker. Yeah. It's about time that they actually did something properly with that. Yeah. There no, we go. book it. Definitely book Thank it. You Definitely much, book exactly it. Thank you very much. We've got a couple of suggestions from the listeners. We threw this out on uh, Twitter and on the Facebook page of uh, a couple of Fancy Booking Island suggestions from you guys. Um, so, Bronze Chell, one of our uh, patrons, has said that the match that everyone wanted in 98, 99. Oh, God, I don't know if I agree with this. Goldberg is still active, and according to Austin, he's in the best shape of his life. I reckon if the checkbooks come out, Austin versus Goldberg. See, I think in 1999, book it. In any other year, don't book it. This is my opinion on that. Yeah. I, although, I, although he's cheating slightly, as I do not see how in any way that that is a relevant storyline to today. No, I, I, no, I don't. I don't I'm, I'm he's a paid John. It's fine. He does what he wants. He I, can I'm, do what he wants. I'm, the I'm, VIPs are fine. Bron, Bron, Bronze Chell, however, is, I, I'd, I'd be 100% behind this like he is. Jimmy Havoc versus uh, Mox. No, I completely agree. Yeah, I think yeah. that'd be a bloodbath. Both signed AEW now. It's going to be it's going to be a total death match. With, we just need to wait till Havoc's like served his time from being a bad boy and attacking Excalibur. <laughs> uh, Gam Riddick on Twitter as well. Will Osprey versus Jimmy Havoc. Will Osprey versus anyone? Just 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 Will Osprey versus Tonswoggle. I'd, I'd, I'd pay to yeah. see it. Yeah, uh, and uh, Scott Kirkwood setting up a kind of dream match on Fantasy Island. Uh, Fantasy Island, anything goes. You know, we've always said that. Uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly versus the Lucha Brothers. Yes, just look again. Lucha Brothers are one of those teams. Every week they come out. I just, yeah. I just, I just love them. No story, no build, just kicking fuck out each other. It'd be class. <laughs> so thanks very much for getting involved in Fantasy Booking Island. We'll be back with another trip over to the island next week. <laughs> Every week we want to speak to someone in the industry about their favourite things in wrestling and a feature we call the 10 count. This week we welcome one of the greatest heels in Scottish wrestling history. It's Rudo Lightning. Number one, first wrestling match you watched? Oh, um, probably probably a World of Sport match. I I couldn't tell you what it is, but I, I used to watch World of Sport. Number two, best match you've wrestled in? Um, um, it's got to be great though at the the Thunderbolt where you know our first match together just it was just a perfect night um, perfect perfect crowd perfect 
every, the chemistry was there. And historic. Just, just, genuinely just historic. Such you know. a memorable, memorable night. Three, your favourite opponent? I, I mean, I could say Grado, but if I, in absence of Grado, uh, probably um, Wolfgang. Four, your favourite wrestler of all time? Dave Finlay. Yeah, it, it, it was Rollerball Rocco for a, for a long time until I realised that Finlay was better. Number five, favourite tag team? The Brainbusters. Number six, favourite finishing move aside from yours? RKO. Seven, favourite promo of all time? I would say probably Paul Heyman's promo for when the invasion started and Team ECW came into it and he was in commentary. And then it all kind of came about oh, and they, they done aye. the switch in the ring and then he he then turned around to think it was JR going, I this this has been coming a long time and then he got up, put into the ring and cut this mad promo. And number eight, your favourite entrance theme? Uh probably first I, I guess DX is probably I used to play it constantly when I was a wee guy as well. <laughs> number nine, your favourite pay per view of all time? ECW Heatwave 98. 10, favourite match of all time? I, I've got to go with um, Perfect Brett, SummerSlam 91. Oh man, what a match. Got to go with that. King, they, they did a rematch of King 993. They worked King 993 uh-huh. as well, but SummerSlam 91 is um, uh, it's just an incredible wrestling match. Aye. Just incredible. Beautiful. That was a 10 count. With Rudo, Red, Lightning. So that's it from our week of wrestling daft the marks. Rab and Grado, the big boys, will be back on Friday with the big show. Uh, on the list of wrestling daft, this week they are going to be doing your favourite debuts. Alex, what is your favourite debut of all time? Ooh. I quite like AJ Styles at the Royal Rumble. I really like AJ, AJ Styles, Styles at the Royal Rumble. Because I'm, I'm big on AJ and yeah. it was one of those, I was in like Walkabout or I was in somewhere it was rammed the roof went off I'm trying to think back as well now uh, I, I would go back to say the radicals but that would be cheating because Grado mentioned that on Friday <laughs> um, I mean you've got to go to the classic Chris Jericho surely back in the day that's that's got to be up there as well I think it? I think that's got to be mine is Jericho that whole countdown the build the rock interaction in the ring I, just I, don't I talk about the three months after it must yeah 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 but the Jericho build uh, and just Jericho uh, debut, I think that has to be right. So, yeah, you can get your uh, nominations for the best debuts in for Grab Rap for Rab and Grado this week on the list of wrestling daft and they'll also be joined by I think Stevie Boy and BT Gunn um, from ICW are coming in together and from WOS remember they were yeah. effective in WOS I think so so I think Stevie Boy and um, BT Gunn should be on the show as well so that's it for another show please remember to rate and review us on Apple so we can get up the charts make a bit more moolah um, that would be great uh before we go, we should probably talk about the pay-per-view this weekend, the Elimination Chamber. So it comes around quick. I, I don't understand why they keep doing them so quick after the Saudi shows, but I'm assuming yeah. that's to kind of cleanse the palate and get rid of all <laughs> that horrible blood on that top. I don't know the cards for the Elimination Chamber. I don't think it's going to cleanse my palate. Well, shall we go through it, John, and, see, yeah, what, and okay. see how you're feeling about it, shall we? So we'll start with this apparent unknown match, shall we? So... Lacey Evans versus five other women in an elimination chamber. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Apparently that's not been announced yet, but should be announced they're going to do another third elimination chamber. 
I can't think of right. Okay, so Lacey Evans versus Sasha Sai. Banks. So what versus would, what would Fire and Desire. Presume it's a number one contender match. Then. It has to be. Really, has to, so we got so Lacey. You got to have Sasha, Sasha Fire and Desire. Desire so Levit, Alexa, uh, Mandy, and Nikki. Alexa, Nikki. Yeah. So that would actually be a pretty good match if they that, did that. That would be all right. So wait, that's apparently still to be announced. So that could happen this week, I think. Yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. I would imagine they'll announce that Smackdown Friday. Probably. If that happens, yeah. So uh, the match that I think is the worst piece of booking on this card, the three-on-one handicap match for the Intercontinental's title. Braun Strowman versus Shininax, Sami Zayn and Cesaro. Do we think that leads to the breakup of that faction? Kind of has to. They've got because I mean they're burying the shit out of them all, and I, I yeah. like I love all three guys individually. Like Shinsuke Nakamura is an absolute god to me, and did 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 they take the title off Strowman and uh, put it on Sammy? Ooh, that would work actually. That yeah. would be good. Sammy I, turns heel on the heel faction. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't. I, I, Braun Strowman's not been champion long enough, so I, I think he'll keep it on and Braun. Plus, it's his first real run with a yeah, big goal so in it. They I'll go for Braun in that one. Uh, how about the, the match you were just fantasy booking, AJ Styles versus Mr. Thomas End? Alistair Black's going over got to be Alistair yeah, Black in that match. He needs the rub. Um, Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo for the United <sighs> States Championship. I don't think Carrillo's ready for it, so I've got to take Andrade. Does Garza get involved? Maybe Garza tries to steal Vega away from Andrade or something uh, like that? You I, never know. I think Andrade's going to walk out a US champion in that one. Yeah. Uh, do the Street Profits retain against yeah. Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy? Yeah, that's a bit of a given there, isn't it? Yeah, we'll sit there and say that and it'll just make a bit of a mess. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely, definitely. Street Profits, they're not dropping the, the, the titles just after winning them on Raw. Yeah, I don't think no. so. And now we have what, in my opinion, is the replacement match for this number one contendership match that was supposed to be here. So we have the tag team of Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode versus the Lucha House Party, everyone's favourite tag team, versus the Usos versus the New Day versus Heavy Machinery versus your champions, The Miz and John Morrison. I think the Usos are going to win. Ooh, you've been big enough for Usos the last I couple think of weeks now. I think the Usos are going to be on, and it's going to be set for New Day versus Usos at WrestleMania. Bonus question. How much better are the Lucha Brothers than the Lucha House Party? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get See, me that, started on that's that. That's the next one. Now it's yeah, time yeah, to separate so the Lucha I Brothers think, and the Lucha House Party. I think you know? Usos will walk out champions. That'll be New Day I'd like Usos to see it. I'd be happy if you were right. Finally, your Elimination Chamber match to determine the number one contender for <laughs> Becky Lynch's Women's Championship. So we have Sarah Logan versus Liv Morgan versus Ruby Riot versus Oscar versus Natalia versus the woman that's definitely going to win it, Shayna Baszler. Oh, Natalia's going to win that. <laughs> Jesus, man. How can you... I mean, that's, that's, it's just stupid. I mean, I presume that Oscar didn't fight Shayna uh, on Raw because they wanted to leave a wee bit of intrigue in who's going to win it because obviously it's going to come, it's going to come down to Oscar Sheena let, let, let's just let's look at that right now so who's going out first here you know Natalia who's going out second Sarah Logan who's going out third Liv Morgan Ruby well her Lack. and Ruby will have a little this was, no yeah. Liv was in the Riot squad was she not yep, so they might so, have a little bit of payoff so on that Liv Ruby left with Sheena and Oscar how about a draw and we book another no nah, they wouldn't do a second three way at Mania nah. after the disaster of last year would no, they no they wouldn't do that but yes the Sheena Baszler match Right, the Shayna Baszler match, there we go. And so. second bonus question, John, which one is main eventing the show? Oh, it'll be the women's match. Yeah, I reckon they'll give Shayna yeah, a big coronation, yeah, a kind of legitimizer. It'll be the, the women's match that will headline the show. Because it's going to be an elimination chamber 
match the headline. There'll be one at the start and one at the I, end, realistically. Be one, I think there'll be two at the start because I think they'll do one in the pre-show. Oh, I yeah, think they'll do the Lacey Evans one yes. on the pre-show, then they'll do the tag. Yeah, because they'll be like, oh, we're already yeah. going to have the chamber down yeah. and set up for the tag. tag. We may as well just shove the women in it yeah. for more It's fine. Uh, and then, yeah, that's, that's what I think will happen. So there you go. Enjoy Elimination Chamber. We'll be back next week and we'll be looking back at that with Gary Casty in the studio with us next week, which will be fun. Um, if you want to become a patron, remember you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. If you want to buy merch, shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Just buy, buy, buy. And, uh, <laughs> John's got kids to feed, so does Rab. Grady's uh, got dogs to feed. I don't uh, know. Yeah, he's got loads of dogs to feed. Listen out for Rab and Grado on the main show this week. They'll be back with Stevie Boy and BT Gun. We'll see you on the marks next week. Audio Frontier.